laughing loud and feeling free. Never noticed till you there was more. They can't see you really. So stand out. to the Sunshine State, a space for health, healing, and wellness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunshine State. I am Sunshine Wiley, your host. Today, I have some amazing, 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 beautiful women in the studio with me. Um, I am so excited, but I'll allow them to introduce themselves in just a brief moment. Uh, the Sunshine State is a podcast that is geared towards um, emotional health, healing, and wellness. And today, I wanted to have something that was a mixture of really touching on self-care, emotional wellness, and all that good stuff, but then also have some lighthearted conversation mixed into it as well. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce the beautiful ladies that are with me today. First, we'll start over here with Miss Brandy Bonafide Powell. That would be me. Hello, Uh everybody. I'm just so happy to be here. I'm honored. I do a lot, um, from being a wife to a mother to a radio host and radio personality for He Street Radio, which is 88.9 FM Mm -hmm. in Lyle. Um, Pretty much, we have a platform for artists. Chicago, up-and-coming artists. We pretty much um, have a talk radio show. We talk about everyday events, controversial things, relationship topics. That's what I do. And, of course, I have a day job working with an association of mechanical contractors uh, throughout the day. So that's me. Again, my name is Brandy, also known as Bonafide B from He Street Radio. Live in effect, ready to get this day started with these beautiful ladies. Welcome, hey. welcome. Yes. Thanks. And I'm super excited to have you here. I've actually been on uh, 88.9 twice now. Okay. I went once with you and then once with um, uh, Ice Cream Media. Yeah. Um, yeah, with uh, the band that I'm with. So it's, yes. it's it's really good to be able to have you here. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> next, we have coming up Miss Misha. Hi, everybody. I am Miss Misha, Miss um, Dot Misha on Instagram. I am excited for this. Um, it's funny, when I introduced myself, I said, um, to the group, I said that I am a stagnant, nomadic, creative. <laughs> um, I am right now and at a point in my life where I'm just doing all things creative. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Anything that I feel like I'd like to do, um, I'm doing it. I'm going for it. I'm being impulsive this year. Um, I am really into the arts, um, writing, nice. writing poetry, writing songs, um, blogging, like wedding that. planning yeah. to choreograph. I am excited for this. Uh, need some girl time. We've got all these beautiful treats and beautiful women, beautiful vibes, and just ready to get the talk going. Hey, yes. so am I. And finally, we have one of my dearest friends, Miss Goze Parks, in the building. All right, I'm Goze, the musical mixologist, uh, G O Z A N E S S on Instagram. And like these ladies, I'm also uh, a creative spirit. And this has been my year to focus. And I'm focusing on two things out of all the things that I do because I actually want to make progress. And in the past, I found that uh, trying to do too many things and have my hands in too many pots uh, doesn't often get me where I want to go. (laughs) So this has been my year of focusing on the music aspect. I'm a singer. I'm a songwriter. I play flute. Um, And the mixology aspect, I'm a bartender by trade. That's what pays the bills. And I love it. And so uh, I'm... I'm all about music and mixology this year and developing and going after making this my thing. I'm excited to be here with these ladies. Hey. Excited to be here with you too. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for coming out. Um, Well, we're going to jump right into these questions because we only got a little bit of time, but I want to hear everything that y'all got to say. 
Well, to add to all of the things that you guys have actually said, I'll do me and introduce myself and say a little more about what I do. I am Sunshine Wiley. Um, I am not yet a wife. Um, I one day soon. One day soon. <laughs> hey, I don't know about the soon part. We can talk we about that, but I'm kind of scared a little bit about this overcommitment situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, um, I am a mother of a beautiful six-year-old child who is extremely talented, extremely mm-hmm. smart, extremely sweet, but she's still rubs my nerves so you know I'm learning the patient part um because I can be a little on edge about everything all the time so (laughs) so that's me um on that part but I also sing I'm also um a songwriter um I do voiceovers um I do um commercial work jingles and things like that I also do stand-in work which is where we met um and I also do um what else do I do oh I sing for an orchestra um by by trade exactly (laughs) by trade I actually was or I have a degree in biological sciences with a minor in chemistry so I'm still a bit of a nerd and I'm going back to school um in a couple weeks for some other additional certifications so I also have like the nine to five side to me as well um so yeah that's that's me and what else do I like I like reading I like swimming Long walks on the beach. All of that. I want to talk about the black woman and do you guys feel that black women are protected, are revered? You know what? It seems like that's a 50-50. Okay. And the reason I say that is because you have people that do cherish, uplift, empower, mm-hmm. right. motivate us as women of color. Right. And then you have even our people and our brothers that tear us down. Mm-hmm. You have people that really understand how to honor, respect, and mm-hmm. love. And you have people that really don't know how. Right. So it's it's a 50-50. To me, like from a family standpoint, mm-hmm. um, I've always felt protected. Actually going out into the world, there are some day-to-day happenstances that kind of leaves you to feel that. Right everybody doesn't understand personal space so you feel Mm -hmm. like physically unprotected right um like brandy said there are like social media this age you you see people making a stance for um just like what's his name uh kofi senate Kofi Center. Oh, the beautiful chocolate guy from um, oh. Queen Sugar. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's he so he young. Said, no, I said what I said. Mm-hmm. He's beautiful. When he made his statement about beautiful black women, and someone yeah. was like, well, all women. No, 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 no. I mean, beautiful black women. So we right. do have those people who make it clear right. that they mean what they say when they say that, right. you know, black women are to be protected mm-hmm. and are to be um, put on a pedestal. Right. You know, we we sometimes shoulder a lot of things and mm-hmm. don't let ourselves be vulnerable. Yeah. And that, so we sometimes put off the, the image that we don't need protection, mm. but um, there are people out there. Let me that, ask, or, or with, with, with the post, cause I actually saw the post that he put up. So with that post, there was a lot of opposition to like, why does it have to be just black women? Why do you have to see? Cause what he said was um, we need to see black men loving black women. And it was a lot of, Lashback, like, why can't they just see them loving people? Period. Why can't they see them loving everybody? And it's like, why is it a problem? Why, why is there a problem when you feel like a group that has been so undervalued? Mm -hmm. Why do you feel like there is a problem when lifting up that group? Like, we know people love, like, people are gonna love who they love. We know that. We know that. And it's, it's a given, but why is it a problem when specifically you know that there is a group of women that have not been um, idealized, so to speak, mm-hmm. or they haven't really been lifted up in the same way? Why is it a problem for us to be lifted up? Racism and misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's, that's half the stuff that I feel like we have to deal with every day. Yeah. We yeah. get it on both ends. Mm-hmm. We, we get the racism because we're coded in the melanin. And we get the misogyny because we have vaginas. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> Perfectly <laughs> stated. Exactly. I mean, and and that's 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 kind of leading to the protection part for me. Mm-hmm. 
because for me, I don't always feel protected. Like a lot of times I don't feel safe around men. Like it's late at night. I'm walking to my car by myself. I got my keys out. I'm ready to stab somebody, whoever approaches me because I got the little, the key fob thing with the little, I got the death, the death key. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I don't want to have to feel that way, but I do. Mm-hmm. I don't always feel like if I'm around a group of black men that everybody's going to protect me. Now, I definitely have some that are in my corner who got my back mm-hmm. and who will probably snatch some wigs. But, um, I mean, I don't feel that way about, like, all men. Like, in general, like, if it was a stranger, yeah, I'd be like, I don't know how he is about women. And I think that it's kind of instilled in us when we're younger. If you have brothers, if you're a female and you have brothers, and it's like, oh, you always look out for your sister. Or um, just in general, it's like we are kind of portrayed as weak, so it kind of makes you feel like prey. Mm -hmm. So you have to always be in a stance of either protecting yourself or needing protection. So do you think it's possible that that would change? Oh. I to be honest, the way that things have been going with with society and people in general, it just doesn't. It seems like we always have to be on the guard and have our protective mechanism up because it just doesn't seem like it's gonna get better. Mm. Before you know, just things are. People are very blunt about their hate towards our culture, mm. and you know, even with, in my opinion, with the president that we have right now. He makes it seem like it's okay to be um, blatant and disrespectful. And then you have a lot of people that are like, yes, finally. Right. It, it, so it's just, it, I just, and, and he, it, to me, doesn't have a respect for women mm-hmm. in general. So for the men that, you know, different cultures that don't really have a lot of respect for women, mm-hmm. it just makes them have an outlet to kind of treat people how they want. They don't yeah. feel there's any repercussions. So I think that we really have to be you know keep our protective mechanism up and then when we have we're around somebody we'll know we can feel that okay they're going to protect me but Mm -hmm. i think we just as women have to keep our guard up always and i think a lot of it starts too you know in the household you know i was i was reading something online that said um we raise our daughters and love our sons Mm -hmm. and i think there's a lot to be said about that just how people think you know like you said you were, you were raised with brothers, so it's like protect your sister, but it's not have respect for all women that you encounter. Just make sure your sister is cool. You can go out and do whatever you want as long as your sister's cool. That's and I true. think oftentimes, you know, we're experiencing people who really don't have value for women. Yes. They don't have, and if we're talking about in a black community, they don't have value for themselves. Right. And so they don't value you, they don't value themselves. So why would they protect you? Like when, when exactly. we were talking about protection this morning, I'm thinking, what, what is that even? I mean, I have a boyfriend who, you know, when I'm around him, I feel protected. I have a, a play nephew. You know, my uncle looks out for me sometimes. But in the real world, what? Right. <laughs> I'm just out trying to make it this morning. I was angry because I was trying to meet my ride. Misha gave me a ride here. Mm-hmm. And on the way, I saw a guy driving his car past, almost broke his neck, trying to look. And I was thinking, please, just keep going, keep going. Of course, he busted a Yui, oh, came go. back over there trying to shoot his shot and I'm like dude well what you expect now you beautiful he, like, he woke up this morning like wow what's I'm she not, going? I'm not a I'm gonna tell you why because I told him I'm in a rush I was pissed because he came over and I felt threatened because I don't know you right and you're pulling your car up to me person who does not know me and I said I'm in a rush he's like I was just trying to give you a ride to the bus stop so what? pause stop trying to act innocent because if this were your little sister right because we we do raise people to protect their little sisters and some stranger is trying to get her in the car, would you be thinking, oh, he's just trying to look out for you, don't have your guard up, don't be so mean? No. No. You'd be telling her to watch out for a predator. But now that you're in my face, stranger danger, I'm wrong because I have an attitude because you're in my face when I'm trying to, and I'm marching. So it looks like I'm on a mission. Clearly I don't want to talk to you. I was livid. I was livid. Mm -hmm. I don't feel protected. I don't feel protected from the harassment I have to deal with in the streets. I don't feel protected from white people. I definitely don't feel protected from black men. Yeah. I think it's interesting that, um, we haven't talked about feeling protected with each other. Like, mm. um, I have certain friends that 
I already know that I can let my guard down. Mm-hmm. Female friends mm-hmm. that I feel completely protected around, and they feel completely yeah. protected around me. Um, so it's not just you know, do you feel protected around males, mm-hmm. but do you feel in, in your sister circle? Like, mm-hmm. do you have a sister circle? Mm-hmm. Do you have women that are around you that make you feel like you're protected? Mm. So, yeah. what about you, Sunshine? <laughs> well, see, I was good until you got to the women. I think I probably got, like, on the real tip now, I think I may have one female friend, and this is the one. Wow, one? And I have people that I'm surrounded by that are associates that I'm cool with, that I talk to, but nobody gets all of my regurgitation of life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when I consider some, well, no, I wouldn't really say one, one that's here. Mm-hmm. Because if I were in Florida, I'd have mm-hmm. other people who, you know, I would be close to in that way as well. But since we have this distance, we talk, but I mean, it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, proximity makes a big difference. But, um, I mean, but you know, of course, when you get back together, it's like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. But, um, in, in this city, I have one female friend and I take the word friend very seriously because I'm a lot and I know I'm a lot and being a friend to me is not easy. So, and I'm on a journey and I actually put a post up about it on Facebook where it's like, I'm learning how to be a friend. I'm learning how to really listen, stop being the victim, stop trying to put yourself into every conversation and actually hear and understand and reciprocate the friendship that you're receiving to another person. And it hasn't been an easy thing because I come from a a very hurtful background. I got a lot of stuff that happened to me in my past. And it's like being able to feel protected by another woman is probably primary to me. Because I feel like a lot of times with other women, it's like, oh, she's prettier than me or she's this or than me or she does that more than me or whatever, you know. And I feel like with women, there's always this cattiness. There's always this um, competition, you know, and it's like, I don't want to compete. Like, I don't want to compete anymore. Exactly. Like, I just want to be cool with y'all. Like, I just want us to vibe. Like, I don't want to feel like if I don't look pristine, we can't go out because you don't want to be seen with me. Conversation. <laughs> I don't want to feel like mm-hmm. when we go out, you got to be embarrassed because I got this afro instead of my long weave like I used to have. Mm-hmm. Come on now, uh-uh. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's people like that. Yeah. I, I have I have Just people who call me their friends, but they like are only their friend, only my friend when they have a question or something that I can help them mm-hmm. with. And that's not a friend, exactly. So that's why I said real friend versus associates. Right. These are people that I keep you know, around me because I know that they definitely have the potential, but I understand that I can't connect myself with them any further than it, than it is. And I, and it's sad, but I understand it about certain people. Mm. But, um, so for me feeling protected as far as with women, it's, it's hard to feel protected with women because I feel like the women in my life have been the most divisive people. Mm. The women in my life have been the, the people who have pushed me the furthest away from relationships and people mm. like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I like people. I love being around people. I'm also a touchy feely person, lovey dovey person, all that kind of stuff. Um, it doesn't matter who you are, my female friend, my male friend, I'm going to hug you. Right. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to lean on you and be, ah, how you doing? Yeah, this. But I don't have that comfort level with everybody. It's just people who I understand mm-hmm. really uh, get the genuine aspect of me. That's right. Yeah, so that's feeling, yeah. So that, that's, that's, that's a that's whole a rabbit question. hole. For me. It is. That's a good question. You know what? I will have to say, when you're a good judge of character, you will know when somebody has your best interest at heart. So it's easy for me to weed out the people that's really for me or the people that's just on to me that to be in my personal business right. or that really care about me. I would say I have one best friend from 1989. Okay. And we're blood sisters, even though we never... Right. Cut our fingers and made ourselves blood sisters. But, you know, it's just a mutual respect and honor for each other. And I definitely feel protected by her. Um, I do have a few other friends that I'm close to. 
And I just think that's what's really important to tell if your friends are really your real friends is their loyalty to you. There should be certain things that just never happen. The level of respect needs to always be there. Mm -hmm. If you see me, I'm coming outside and I'm looking bogus or something's not right, <laughs> tell me. Yeah. Because you're not my friend if you're just going to let me walk outside looking crazy. Okay, and I just feel like if if a person gets offended, if you say, hey, sweetie, hey, girl, wait, hold on, let me get you together. Just take that as a sign as, look, I'm trying to keep you mm -hmm. looking good because your friends and who you associate, you know, associate with, they're a reflection of you. Yeah. Right. And I feel that way with relationships in general. Right. Um, I won't have my friend out here just mm -hmm. looking bad. I just wouldn't. Oh, and it's not, and it's not yeah. even so much as a physical appearance. It could be just how they carry themselves with, you know, if they just out just acting wild and crazy, cursing people out. I'm like, hey, we're not about to be doing that. You know, yeah. because... It's just it's a certain time and place for things, right. and I just feel like you just have to be mindful and just watch your circle because a lot of people, and that's really sad because women, it, it, they keep so much mess up, mm -hmm. and it's really sad to yeah. say that. You see it all on social media. You see mm -hmm. a lot of indirect hate. Um, mm -hmm. I'm more of the type of person if I see a beautiful one, hey beautiful, mm -hmm. I love your outfit, girl, your head banging. You know, right. that's just me. Mm -hmm. Because I just feel like you sometimes you just need that uplift. Yeah. And I've never been the type of person. I see women that I, I think I'm a beautiful woman, but and you are. I thank you, baby. Thank you. <laughs> but I also see women, and I just think women are beautiful. So mm -hmm. I've never been the type of person to be like, mm, she cute. Mm, I ain't gonna say nothing to her. Mm -hmm. I'm not like that. Yeah. I'm just not. It's yeah. no hate in my body. Right. And the only way that I dislike somebody is I have they have to have a dislike for me and I still pray for them and say mm, I feel bad that they don't like me because I know I'm a good person yeah you know so mm -hmm. women you gotta watch them it's a few yeah. good ones out here you I can tell I don't really feel that way about women um personally but I think in my 20s you know I was figuring a lot of stuff out and by figuring a lot of stuff out I was screwing a lot of stuff up and, you know, I always had a, a passion for, I was an only child, mostly growing up. And so, you know, I had to make friends. And we moved a lot, because my parents were in the military. So we always moved, I was never in the same place. So I had to learn how to make friends and make them quick. It was like, you better put your best foot forward. Whatever it is about your personality, whatever talent you got, you better shine, shine quick. Because you don't have a lot of time, and by the time you get close to them, you move it again. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, that kind of shaped how I look at friendships. And in the 20s, you know, I had a lot of healing to do. I was, I was toxic in a lot of ways, right? I had to learn, I had to grow. And um, and so my friendships reflected that. Yes, there was a lot of love, but there was also a lot of codependency mm. and a lot of stuff that we needed to work on in ourselves. And so I don't personally think of women as negative people that are hard to be around. I just think a lot of times women uh, have not been given uh, the freedom and the permission uh, or, and the um, tools to heal. And so when you're dealing with a lot of people walking around with these open wounds, you see it in how they behave with one another, right? Mm -hmm. And so now here I am, I'm in my 30s, I'm loving my life. I love women, I especially love black women. I'm so passionate yeah. about black women. And I don't think friends are hard to make. I, I personally feel like, you know, friends are easy to make. Women are, I just met Misha this morning. She just <laughs> picked me up. Never saw her a day in my life. We, we were talking the whole way here. As far as like, I'm concerned, we, we could easily together. be friends. You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. Don't know you, but we could easily be friends. And so that's kind of my heart toward um, women, especially a black woman. Even if you got issues, I'm looking past your issues because I'm going, if you haven't done anything that's endangering, endangering me, right. how can I be a friend to you so I can set the example so that we could you could either potentially be my friend later or potentially be somebody else's friend later. And most of all, be a friend to yourself. I don't, I don't feel like women are bad at all. No. I love them. Yeah. I, I know too many good women. And when I run into women that don't like women, I'm like, ooh, you don't like yourself, honey. Cause, exactly. Cause, <laughs> that's a reflection. Cause women, yeah. are, women are too dope. So, and, and, and even that, I'm looking at that like that's a challenge. We got we to gotta get your mind open. We gotta, oh, you a good one. Knock some of that stuff out like you like uh, But you know what? It but, took me getting... <laughs> I, I believe that the creator put me on earth to be a healer. And, um, and I believe that the creator also made me a seer. So that being said, 
I'm, I'm always looking past the behavior. Now, I don't really, I'm going to be honest, you know, I, I'm not using my powers for white people because that's not, that's not my priority. But when I see black women, I'm more willing to be patient with a black woman than I probably would be with a white woman. Or, I'm going to be even more honest, when I feel like a man is terrorizing me. So I think that's part of it, you know, I, I see past what's going on. I that's think what dope. was important about I what like you that. said is that um, you said now you're in your 30s that you're loving yourself. And it does oh, yeah. take for you to get to a point where you, you know, you've been through all of the hustle and bustle of either trying uh -huh, to please yes. everybody or trying to figure other people out. And you were like, wait a minute, I don't know who I am. And then when you start... Like, oh, wait a minute, I'm dope. Like, I'm <laughs> dope. Yeah. And then when you feel like you're dope, you're like, I have, you have more room and more space. Yeah, yeah that's to, true. To have other people be around you. Yeah. And it's, it's funny when you start figuring it out, you realize how much you absolutely don't know. Like, yeah. I didn't know I didn't know that. Like, now yeah. you, like, you, it's so much lighter. Like, you it feel like lighter. you were just, I'm not afraid. Yeah, yeah. And, it's funny we to go back to the friendship thing. Um, like you said, you had a friend since 1998. Eight, 89. 89. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, yeah, and, I get it right. Yeah. Second grade. <laughs> second grade. <laughs> so, and, and to 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 that point, like I have people that are still in my life since second grade, and I have people that I met in high school, and I have people that I met in my twenties. Those relationships are different, but they're all still valuable. And, yeah. And getting to a point to understand that and not have to think oh, I have to choose, you know, this relationship over that relationship, mm. or I have to put more importance or more emphasis on this relationship, or I have to put more time into this relationship. Um, it's a it's it's a process. Mm -hmm. It's, it's learn, like you said, learning yourself, and then when you're comfortable enough with yourself, mm -hmm. you realize that you don't have to do that. You can be who you are with all of these people individually mm -hmm. and, and still, you know, have enough love and have enough space mm -hmm. to to grow with those people as they're doing the exact same thing right. in their life. And you have to, that's another thing you have to understand that people are at those stages in their lives at different times. Mm. Right. So mm -hmm. while you might be making progress and you're like, Oh, I'm loving myself. I'm dope. They might still be looking in the mirror. Like, Hey, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I'm ever going to get it together. What do you do when you have a friendship that you've had for a very long time, but then you have other people that have come into your life that have been, pretty loyal to you but then they lash out or they have a problem because they're kind of insecure jealous. jealous about mm. the friendship you might have had just from the longevity point yeah. and like what do you do in situations like that it's, because it's real that is very real it's very real right i've been jealous before and i've yeah. experienced jealousy yeah. so i've seen yeah. it all right yeah. it's just it's it's it, it's those are the type of things that make me pull back mm. even though i'll try to challenge and be like hey no it's not like that because when somebody feel a certain way about you sometimes their intentions become ill and they mm. Like, yeah. they don't probably they don't have a problem hurting you or doing something mm -hmm. and that's what kind of make me that's putting my guard yeah. up like, I feel that well let me be the the example of that yes please I am a very 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 territorial person I like to protect what's mine so I don't always like to share my good thing or my friends mm -hmm. with other people because mm -hmm. I feel like if I have to share them then I won't be getting my good thing for me mm. the way I need it or I won't be able to um I won't be able to just be in my own little bubble with my good thing yeah. I gotta share it with the world and That's sometimes real. that doesn't make me feel comfortable so okay. one thing that I have learned from gradually not being this territorial of a person is communication is like of the utmost importance because I've had conversations with people and I just been like, look, I feel neglected. I feel like you don't talk to me as much as, you know, you talk to these other people. I feel like, you know, I'm not as much of your friend as these other people, but it helps when you have people who can be able to be like, okay, I understand how you feel. I'm sorry you feel that way, but this is what it is. You're yeah. not less important than these other friends. Mm -hmm. You are a friend in addition to these other people. You don't have to be number one on the list for your place in my life to be, you know, important mm -hmm. or to actually make a difference. And it helps to be able to have those conversations because, like, I, I'm i a very sensitive person. And so being a sensitive person, like, I have to be able to, 
like say what I feel and not feel like you're laughing at me as a result of yeah. it. So, Ooh, that's me. <laughs> Ooh, that's so me. it's good to be able to have that level of of clarity and that that type of a um, open line of communication with somebody because you got to be able to be like, okay. I know it's probably bad that I feel like this right now. I know I'm probably wrong, but this is how I feel. Yeah. Help me. Mm-hmm. You right. know, and, and I've experienced her doing that with me. <laughs> I, I remember I got a text from her one day. She was like, yeah, you've been feeding me with the long spoon lately. <laughs> Ooh, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, not at all. Uh, so pull out the calendar. What you doing Thursday? Like, let's pick right. this up right now. Rectify the situation. But I think, I don't know, in my opinion, like, they're human emotions, right? Like, yeah. I've been jealous, mm-hmm. and I've experienced I somebody being jealous with me. So I think once we understand, like, no matter how dope you are, you're going to have your light and you're going to have your darkness. I agree. I have my darkness, right? Um, so I'm not that shocked when something happens in a friendship, because friendships are important, right? They're places yeah. where we feel safe. They're people we love. And, and when you love a person, there's a certain vulnerability because now I've opened yes. myself up. Yes. Now, now I'm potentially endangering myself because my heart is open. And even if it's not big danger, now I'm more sensitive. Now the, the joke that I used to laugh at, now you make the same joke. And I'm like, well, what you mean by that? Right. Right. <laughs> Just laughed about that a week ago. But now I don't like the joke because my heart is a exactly. little more open to you. So I don't really trip. Like, you come to me jealous, and as long as you're willing to communicate with me i'm going to let you know that i value you and i want to make this work and i understand you're jealous it happens i've been jealous right so i I don't judge you it is what it is but how can we move forward and anybody who's willing to move forward with me Mm -hmm. i'm willing to move forward with sunshine and i've had so many conversations you know we we bump heads right we're not seeing eye to eye yeah we're, you know, we're both, I'm probably a little more vocal than her, but, you know, we're both standing firm on whatever opinion we have. And then you need a little break. Well, I ain't talking to her for two days. <laughs> and it, it don't even that. be like that, though. Uh, <laughs> and, and, it, and it is what it is. And, so, and I've had yeah. friends like that, too, yeah. you know. But it, it's like, so what? Like, if we, yeah. I, I love what you asked, because what I've been thinking about lately is, why is it when I was in my 20s, I couldn't? recover from certain things Mm, and I think it really comes to how strong you are emotionally like I watched this video and it's like you know if the six foot four guy if I go up and I punch him and he's a six foot four husky guy that punch really didn't feel like nothing to him right Mm -hmm. but if I go punch you know maybe her little six-year-old daughter that same punch is gonna feel very different she's smaller she's not as strong and I think the more we grow emotionally strong certain things are not as harmful to us it might be an annoyance it might hurt a little bit but it's the stronger i get the more i'm able to say "Ooh, i can recover right you know i'm not hospitalized for the next 10 years Mm -hmm. and i just can't possibly be your friend i can forgive a little more because it Mm -hmm. didn't harm me as much Mm -hmm. yeah and that's that's kind of how i look at it i'm not as i'm not as hurt by the things that used to hurt me Mm -hmm. so Sunshine and I aren't seeing eye to eye. You know what I mean? One of us got our feelings hurt by something the other one did. I can bounce back from it because right. like, we can talk, we can move forward. And I believe that your intentions mm-hmm. are good. Right. I know that my intentions are good. Yeah. So if we can at least start there, yeah. then it's like at least we have somewhere to go. Yeah. I feel like a that good thing sense. also is that within that type of communication, you also have somebody who's not belittling or lessening your feelings about yes. a situation to where if I were to say to you, oh, I'm feeling threatened or jealous or whatever today because X, Y, Z, you'd be like, God, that's stupid. Let's, let's move on. Why would you feel that way? That's dumb. That's, that's not the way I need it to happen for me. Right. Or that's going to set me off. Tripping. You always, girl, you, girl, what's wrong with you? you what you mean? That, that right there would make me feel, I mm. I'm, I'm not that type of person. I'll be more like, you know what? Well, talk to me about it because yeah. I'm like I'm a real detailed person. Yeah. I need detail. Need I need break it down. Get all the way. Open it all the way up down to the, the bottom layer. <laughs> yeah, That's I how it. I am. So when I'm expressing how I feel about something, I break it down. Like okay, so listen, this is how I was feeling, and I was feeling like this, and then when this happened, I was just you know. Sometimes that could be a lot for somebody to take in. They'll be like, oh my god, oh Jesus, you are so, you so deep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that's just how I am. Yeah. So you will have a clear understanding of what the right. problem is so we can try to move forward. But that's why it's necessary to have friends who can deal with you on that level. Everybody is not meant to be on your inner circle. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I say I this all the time. Some people need that long spoon. 
Like I some agree. people need to go ahead and be in your bench section. Not saying <laughs> don't talk to them ever again. Not yeah. saying don't do that. But just understand you need to be seated. Because yes. the people who are in this inner circle, they're going to be able to handle every last piece of all teams. of this. Because I, I always say this. Everybody has their own little brand of crazy. Oh. And I understand my brand of crazy. Mm-hmm. And I need the people who are in my circle to so be able to get it. it too. Yes. <laughs> it's really like um, yes. you were saying, like in your 20s, you really like kind of are figuring things out. And the only thing that I thought that I knew that I was excellent at was being a friend. Mm-hmm. And I thought that because most of the people around me, like most of my friends, we never had those tips or those riffs. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was doing them a service by not, you know, like they might have done something that rubbed me the wrong way, but I might not have been as vocal. Whereas, and I am a Gemini, so um, <laughs> whereas somebody else, they will get the whole full, you know, the 360, the, the neck rolling and the fingers popping and all of that where there were certain friends of mine that I let them slide with a lot of things what I felt like helped me through that point because at that point my ideal of myself as a friend was fractured it was like you're not as good of a friend as you thought you were because you were holding your tongue on certain things or you never brought up the way you felt but you let them tell you how they felt and what I kind of used as a tool um, was the four agreements. Like, don't take anything personally. Mm. Always be impeccable with your word. If mm-hmm. I, the only thing I control is what I say to you. Mm-hmm. So if I know that I have good intentions of what I'm saying, then I can't really control how you digest what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I can only control what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And if you misunderstand that and you communicate that, then that's the open dialogue. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, don't make assumptions. I shouldn't assume that what I said to you was interpreted the way that I meant for you yeah, to right. say it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just always do your best. So if I'm, if I think I'm being the best friend and I'm always doing that and you come and tell me that, hey, this didn't feel well, mm-hmm. and I continue to do that, that's not being my best. Mm-hmm. I agree. If I'm not willing to make the adjustment to mm. correct that. Yeah. See, I haven't really applied that me. book to friendships, but that's good, but though. It's, it's just a lot in general, yeah. but when you think... I use it for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because if you're doing it all the time, and it's not easy. No. It's not easy (laughs) because sometimes you just want to fly off the handle and say what, even though you know you don't mean it at that point, but you know it's going to hit somebody where they hurt you, Mm -hmm. you might want to say some things. I'm one of those kind of people that I don't want to have to apologize unless I'm really wrong. So I'm not, I I might be thinking it in my head, but I'm I'm not going to say it to make you feel bad. Right. I just kind of be like, you know yeah. what? Okay. All right. If that's how you feel, all right. That's how you feel. And then because when that moment when you have to say, I'm sorry, I didn't really mean that. Yeah. You. That's something that I hate when people do that to me. Because yeah. no matter you, no matter if you say, I didn't really mean that, the only thing that keep replaying in my head is what, what, you, what said. you said. Yeah. And you said right. it because you meant it. On the flip side, though, a lot of, a lot of us haven't been trained to communicate. I have a mother who consistently says things she doesn't mean because she's she's struggling to find her words and she's and she has a hard time speaking up when she's upset. So she says a lot of stuff and I'm like, I'm about to kick this old woman down. Like, <laughs> right? Oh, and she's and she's like, I didn't mean it. I'm like, why did you say things about me? But I've, I'm learning to be even more patient with that because I'm like, I get it. I've been gifted to use my words. And right, I have a certain there's a certain emotional strength that I have where I don't say things I don't mean. Everybody doesn't even have that. So it's like for me, I'm learning a whole new language. Like, okay. That's true. Well, to lighten the mood just a little bit, I wanna ask a random question. You know? <laughs> totally random question. Um, tell me your most embarrassing moment. I think. Well, I'll start. Yeah, you start. You guys can think. My most embarrassing is not even going to be, it's something that we probably all experienced. Well, oh, oh. Coming out the club, hitting the crack in the sidewalk with your heel, falling down in front of a whole bunch of people, making some distressed jeans out your knees, just from falling like That's embarrassing to me. Like, if you come out like that, falling, and everybody like, okay, you okay? You're like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite all right. I, I can't really think of anything. Well, for me, my most embarrassing moment when I was in the sixth grade in middle school, um, when we first had homerooms, 
Like, I was a little tomboyish, like, my whole childhood. Okay. So, um, <laughs> it was the first time me being able to choose what I want to wear, and I chose to wear a skirt to school. And I was in my homeroom class. I sat down. I thought I was super cute. I sat in my little seat, you know, taking my notes, you know, because you're supposed to be a homeroom, I don't know, like 20 minutes or whatever. And I sat there the whole time, just like, hey, I'm feeling myself. And I get up at the end of homeroom and I realize that my skirt's been on the back of my seat the whole time. So the person who's behind me and everybody else that they told about it could see my behind as well as the wedgie that my behind was consuming my underwear. Oh, oh my God. You kidding me. So we oh, sat down, God. the skirt was up. The skirt was on top of the seat. Oh, the little, yes. the little um, desk I made, right? Yes, it's hungry. Like, oh, my God. And my behind was real hungry. Okay. Because it, it munched up all them little underwear. <laughs> so it looked like I had oh, like, my half, in my, half in my behind, half hanging oh, out. Oh, my I was goodness. Like, no, God. Why, Lord? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. I, I, just, I don't know what I would have did. I, I was situation. mortified. I wanted to go home. That's that drop my, out of school type of thing. Mama, can we transfer? My mother my mother is mean to me though. She would not let me come home from school. She was like, "Girl, go to class." She was like, "Girl, bye. Go to school. You want to be on? Like, you call me with this mess again. You gonna be on punishment." You like exactly. Oh, exactly. That's funny. I guess mine would be. We used to. We have a, a area in high school called the Commons area, and. For some reason, at lunchtime, we had a DJ this day. I don't know if it was like Spirit Week or something. And this, so we had two lunchrooms, and the commons area was in between the lunchrooms. So if you didn't go in the lunchroom to eat, all the cool people hung out like on the steps in the, in the commons area. So DJ's playing music, and okay. so like I'm dancing or whatever, and I go to do a trick, and this girl walks behind me, and I did like, I think I did like a round off or something and oh, I wow. kicked the girl oh, no. like down and I was like it, it probably was more embarrassing for her mm-hmm. but like I kicked her and we both fell and everybody was like oh you knocked her out oh, oh no so I was like I went to the bathroom and changed my shirt like I walked around <laughs> with my shirt like over my face for the rest of the day I was like oh I, I, she had to go to the nurse oh like I really I Poor little Keisha. Right. Yeah. Oh, Poor little Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little Maria. Yeah, they be like, hey, you old girl right there. Yeah, yeah that she was her. That was her. Yeah. And I was in like, like a sophomore. So there were like school. seniors who didn't like know who I was, but like, you know, my class, they knew I was. Uh, That's yeah. all I can think of. <laughs> That's hard. We yeah, wait no because I'm clumsy. I'm always falling. <laughs> there's, there's, there's always an ugly fall happening. Um, I'm trying to think. I did. I did uh, smack a girl in the eye with a softball back in high school. I was teaching her how to <laughs> catch. Oh, that was a fail. We were doing good. I was like, you know, I was like, I'm gonna throw it because I was. The, uh, I think I was the captain of the softball team in high school. So I threw it and, and she caught it. I'm like, I'm throwing a little harder. She caught it. I was like, good. I'm about to give you the heater this time. Wow! This oh, here. Oh, I felt so terrible. And I saw her about 10 years later. Actually, I was with you. Uh, this oh. is when we were just starting to hang out. We went to DeSable for some, okay. I think, Carl Thomas or something. And um, she was working there. And she's like, hey, don't I know you? And I didn't remember the girl. I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, yeah, didn't you go to Finger? I'm like, yeah, yeah. My I'm dad graduated from Finger. And then too. I'm looking at her face and I'm like, Oh no! <laughs> like, are you the one? Did we have a softball incident? And she's like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, um, these are some interesting, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, more random questions. Just two more. Um, who was your celebrity crush? And I don't care if you married. Just say it anyway. Oh God, there's so many. So I'm in my head married to Common. Okay. And I'm so Common. Uh, all okay. right, now. He, he follows me on Instagram. So that was the, that was the lock and key. He what? was skinny for me though. See, it's it's set a it's, vegan man up, huh? It's more of his personality yeah, and his that, character. Yeah. Um, and me and Bruce Willis been going together since I was about twelve. Oh yeah, yeah. I stand on Bruce Willis. I don't care who hates. I know he's ninety five years. 
Oh, but boy, he got oh. that. He can oh. have it all. Um, <laughs> That's like uh, Sean Connery for me. He can get it yes. all day. Sean Connery Sean could Connery. get it. Uh, and then there's just a, a long list of chocolate men. You know, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, um, Derek Luke. I mean, just go down the list. Think chocolate celebrities and nine times out of ten, we go together. Um, What's the wives Andre 3000. He's skinny. Now, he's skinny for my taste, but I I will change my mind about skinny men for, for Andre 3 stacks. Got it. <laughs> but the person that I was just like, oh, he fine. His name is Eddie Cibrian. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Show us. He was from uh, Not Easily Broken okay. with Raji P. Henson. Uh-huh. Oh, he was the, the other guy? He was the white guy. With the the white guy. Oh, Lord. Huh? Mm. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's too much. Yeah, yeah him. him. The Eddie, like, like, I yeah. see him, like, yeah. I had to step out the bar. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it was just real charismatic oh, and yeah. real gentle. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, let me take you to dinner. Ooh. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, one more. Yeah, Richard Gere. Oh. I he's kind of tasty, though. I remember him from Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just remember him in Pretty Woman, like that. And then the last, I know we only said one, but no, I'm going to just say so I'm going to have Who to choose, right? Omari Hardrick. I don't know. Oh. Power. Power. Hey, I don't know. Show, show Ghost. That's it. Get that picture for me. I got a problem. What you got a problem? Like, like <laughs> my celebrity crushes are usually guys with some body to them. Yeah, you mm-hmm. need some body. I need... But that's not usually what happened in real life. That's the celebrity crush, right? You want something that's a little unrealistic. <laughs> so my crushes yes. would be, first of all, I know he a little, he be beating on people, but he fine. Oh, oh fantasy uh, man who likes to beat people. So, But I'm just going to imagine that it just oh, looks alone fine. and nothing else to yeah. do with him. Um, Columbus Short. Does he oh, yeah. He is so yummy to me. Yeah. But he got the a nice dude. little... Oh, yeah, he's he's stuff stuff y'all. Yeah, he's nice mm-hmm. looking. He's so yummy to me. My God. And his voice. I cried a little. It's real strong. Um, on Scandal. Oh, okay. well, I, I haven't I, seen Scandal. I actually like never first, saw... He was like the first season. Oh, okay, he didn't last long. So. Yeah. Well, that was because that he was had because that because whole, he had the whole okay, situation going. Yeah, I mean, he. I would never actually go there, but he... It's Fantasy Man. Yeah, he's Fantasy Man. Another one... Would be Mbaku on screen, oh. not off screen. Okay. Not off screen. <laughs> not off screen. Just on screen. Are you done? Are you done? Is it on screen? Is that not off screen. I might give him a child. Off oh, screen. Really I don't know if off. Oh, I don't know if off screen is actually interested in me. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I think so. He might be interested in one of my you're, homeboys, but you're not into me. the oh. character. You're so into the character. On screen in Baku. It's challenge day. He was too much. He was too much for me. Oh, I'm man. So this kind of takes me into the next thing, and I kind of mess it up a little bit. But I do have a screw Mary kill for uh, us. What's that? I don't know what that means. Screw so you have kill. to. Screw one of them, marry one of them, or kill one of them. And I said screw to substitute okay. the other word. Yeah. So these are the three choices. M'Baku, Jesse Williams, or LeBron James. Oh, oh kill LeBron. Come on, kill LeBron. That's easy. Okay. LeBron can go. Okay, so one at a time. Go ahead. I'll, I'll marry Jesse, Jesse who Williams? I just saw. Is that the yeah, Afropunk. He was Afropunk. Yeah. We was like, oh, yeah. oh. He's the only, uh, well, one of the only light brights who could get it for me. Yeah. And then, uh. Mbaku could, yeah, all day screw. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't have said it any better. I was about to say like, she took everything I was yes, going to say. Yes, because LeBron, okay, now you're showing us you're a humanitarian or whatever, yeah, but you cry too much. I don't like okay. grown adult babies. So, yeah, you yeah. can die. And, um, bye. <laughs> it's challenge day. <sighs> I'm done. That's are you done? He will have my yes. illegitimate child. Yes. He would, yes. He would definitely have it. Okay. And you would marry... I have to marry Jesse. Marry Jesse. Yeah. Okay. You? We're sister wives. I would have to marry Jesse Williams for sure. Yeah. He more my speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though Mr. Powell is the only speed for me. But, we got, we got anywho, uh, so I'm going to marry Jesse. Uh, screw... Yeah, I'm going to have to be the... Uh, what's his name? Mbaku. Yeah. Did you see Black Panther? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Why was he so fine? And then know. I'm gonna just have to kill LeBron. You know, yeah. Yeah. LeBron. 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 You know what? He, he seemed like he throw temper tantrums. Like we'd be at home and he like, you ain't make my scrambled eggs. You know what? This is it. He lived a good life. He played a lot of basketball. He opened up a school. I'll sing at his funeral. I will sing at his funeral. Do the eulogy. Praise praise praise. 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 She, we got the praise dance, and we got to sing it. You'll do the eulogy. We set. I'm saying we're going to send him away to write. We're going to go ahead and pass Mr. Right. James on down. We're well, going to take a collection, too, though, real quick. I know this going to sound a little bit redundant. But I'm going to have to kill Mr. Jesse James. I mean, LeBron James. Um, well, because, I mean, I'm from L.A. And I, I still haven't really settled with this whole him going to the Lakers thing. And I know Kobe was like, yeah, the people going to get with it. I don't know. So I'm going to kill Mr. James. Um, I'm yeah. definitely going to screw M'Baku. Oh, my God. And then, um, so he can go back to his little life. Um, and then I'm a married Jesse. Oh, yeah. I think I'm built for a polyamorous marriage, so that's cool. Oh, okay. Mm. I'll be wife number four. I don't even need to be up on the channel. Oh, because oh I'm gonna need to be number one. That's a whole other topic. You can have it. Oh. I'll be number four. I'm easy. I don't think I could be. Oh, I still don't mean. My cozy still. But I'm so right. I'm territorial and very. Exactly. Hold on. Wait. You want to do what? Well, let me schedule a time for y'all. Yep, that's why I'm and number four. I'm right there watching. Y'all done. Watch. He done. No, he ain't doing nothing. Extra. Come on, baby, let's go. You better not come. Dirty dishwater. Dirty dishwater. I don't know. That's my sister right there. I promise you, baby, I'm not going to die this We'll hold out three or four. Y'all figure out what it is. You better look at it at work. You better. <laughs> How about when you're doing it, just be looking at me like, I only have high school. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be like, all right, you done, little girl, go on. Come on, that little musty tail girl. Get out of here. Oh, that's Lord. funny. But I that's all her. the questions that I had, guys. This cool. was amazing. Yeah, Thank you guys so much for coming out. One thing I do like to do on the Sunshine State before I end out, um, and I probably say the same encouraging word after each uh, podcast, but I do want to tell everybody just to continue to look within, find yourself, love yourself, hold yourself and embrace yourself and make sure that more than anything else that you are making sure that you're taking care of you, number one. Um, Make sure that, you know, you're continuing to write down your gratitude. Make sure that you're continuing to consider and think on things that make you feel better about life. Because the only way that we are going to be able to succeed on this journey is if we take responsibility and the opportunity for ourselves to be able to go forward. And um, as they're pouring up their last glasses of wine, I just want to say, everybody, please take an opportunity to do some self-care. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am Sunshine Wiley. This has been the Sunshine State. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share. You can also visit us at the website, www.sunshinestate.com. Again, that is www.sunshinestate.com. Sunshine is spelled with an O. If you do want to leave any questions or comments or have show suggestions, please feel free to leave that as well um thank you so much for tuning in everybody have a great week Thank you for joining the journey to the Sunshine State, a space for health, healing, and wellness.